And now, representing for a second time, the 2020 PLL champions, the Whipsnakes Lacrosse Club! What is up, bros? Anybody care to relax? Welcome back to the Crease Dive. Today is Monday, August 10th, and Zedzilla is the greatest lacrosse player in the world, and the Whip Snakes are your back-to-back PLL champs. Jake, we just got done witnessing one of the most clutch fourth-quarter performances that we'll ever see. How are you feeling right now? Um, I mean, I was, you know, I'll be perfectly candid. I was, I was pretty bored of the game going into the half and even into the third quarter. Um, Jake, we just know, got done. Is- we just got done watching one of the most exciting fourth quarters of all time, and that is the energy. That listen, you're bringing listen. Right now. That was insane. You right there, that was so disrespectful to Zed Williams and his five fourth quarter goals. We just saw I, you didn't even let me right get there. to the fourth quarter. Yeah, well, right there, you were giving us whip snakes like second, third quarter energy right there. We just wrapped up watching an insane comeback. We need it. Okay, so you didn't even let me get to the fourth quarter. The fourth quarter is when everything kind of came together and it came together for me. You know, that that was, you know five goals in 66 seconds is something I've never seen before. So, you know, in a historic sense, that was a a, a historic game. Um, I'm not really sure what, you know, sparked that, but, you know, it was great for us and it was great for the fans. But, you know, and the other thing I was thinking about is, you know, you can't, um, and we'll get into it more, but but like, you know, the chaos being up three goals, you know, I want to go ahead and dispel any rumors right now. Uh, It was not a choke. Um, it, it can't be a choke when you're up by three goals in uh, the Premier Lacrosse League because a three goal lead is is not is not nothing, right? You know, it's four a four. You know, the Falcons, you know, the famous Falcons Patriots thing. That was, you know, it was like a four possession game. You know that 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 they were behind. This this is three goals is not a safe lead. So if you think that the chaos choked, you're wrong. Well, so you said you don't know what sparks it. Uh, someone here on Twitter, uh, let me let me pull it up real quick. Uh, so at so Bailey Kennedy at Bailey K fifteen, I think that he hit the nail on the head here. Is that the saying? I'm not a big tools guy. Uh, I think he hit the nail on the head. Uh, he says yeah, that's about that. Yeah. He says, I think Matt Rambo just realized if Whip Snakes don't win the title, he can't drink out of the trophy, and that right there that probably explains a lot of it, right? Like Rambo was probably cause he was, he was silent. He was silent in the semifinal game and he was silent the majority of this game. And he was probably standing there in that huddle right before the fourth quarter started and said to himself, Holy shit. Someone else is going to be drinking out of my cup. Hey Zed, I need you to put the team on your back real quick because daddy needs to chug. 
That's true. He probably said, went over to Zed and was like, hey, buddy, uh, you know, I, I, he probably was like, hey, Ben, you know, I, I've kind of been thinking about this, you know, the, for a couple of weeks. You know, I, I kind of need you to step your game up real quick. And Zed, you know, being the nice guy that he is, was probably like, yeah, man, I guess I could do that for you. Zed, Zed is like, he's like the sweetest killer of all time. That's, that's Zed Williams, just nice as could be, but he just flipped that switch in the fourth quarter. The, the one, obviously the lasting image one will be the uh, split the double and then the diving twister. I think that that was, that was either his, I think that that was his third in that stretch of four goals that he had in under two minutes. Um, Just an absolute assassin when he turned it on. Like this Whip Snakes offense, they could get nothing at all going after scoring those first two goals. Like there was, they couldn't dodge, they couldn't pass, they couldn't shoot. Like those are three. Listen, I I never get on here and and claim to be an expert on the game. Those seem like three pretty key things for an offense to to be effective, and they couldn't do any of them. Um, so for him to just flip the switch and just take over that game in the fourth quarter. That was like, there was that, there was that Ward Melville, like state championship game a couple of years ago where they had like a crazy comeback in the final, like two minutes of the game. This might be a crazier fourth quarter run than that. Yeah. And it wasn't like Zed Williams was scoring, you know, it wasn't like they took plays, you know, from 18 yards, right? Three times, you know, Zed scored six completely different goals. They, you know, he's shot around Jack Rowlett. Um, he had, you know, the diving twister, you know, he had the, uh, the, the ugly pass from Nartella between a couple sticks off the face off. Like it just, it wasn't anything. Uh, I mean, but that's, that's Zed's game though. Right. It's like, it's, it's a, he's a, he's an Eric law type where he's just a chameleon as they've referred to, you know, Eric Law. And, he'll, he, you know, you're going to get pretty much fucking anything. And that was just, I mean, such a huge, you know, it was like, yeah, it was like everybody was asleep until the the, four, the fourth quarter. And, you know, they let the they got they had the chaos right where they wanted them, you know, at 6-3. And, you know, when you've got, I mean, that, that was the whole, that was the whole thing. It was, you know, the Whip Snakes, they really have no weaknesses, right? Even, even, even being down a couple goals, and not having momentum, they still don't have weaknesses. And it's going to take a lot of – it's going to take a, a very powerful – I mean, it's going to take a few, like, off-season pickups and a lot of practices and some guys on other teams, like, working together to try to beat the Whipsnakes because the Whipsnakes have a target on them right now, you know, being, being back-to-back champs. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's one weakness that the Whipsnakes do have, it's just that they don't have Blaze Reardon. And, like, don't get me wrong, Kyle Burnlore, Kyle Burnlore. Uh, like great, great, great goaltender, like a, a top three goaltender in the league. But Blaze, it's it's a shame because he he did not deserve to to lose that game. The performance that Blaze put on in the first three quarters of this game, um, you know, unfortunately, Zeddy ball game, Zedzilla just decided to take over in the fourth quarter there. But up until that point, Blaze Reardon was the clear cut MVP of that game. I mean, this guy after having, you know, a, a somewhat tough performance in that first game of the tournament with, you know, everything going on, especially with, uh, you know, Gaudette getting in his, you know, rattling him a little bit. What he did the rest of the tournament was just 
shut teams. And, like, unfortunately, the rest of his team didn't always follow suit, especially in the group play. Um, But Blaze was hands down one of the best players in this entire tournament, and he was hands down the best player in the first three quarters of this game. I mean, he was making some unbelievable saves in tight, um, you know, but the the chaos, they just weren't able to take advantage of – everything that blaze was given them in the first three quarters, right? They had so many chances to put this whip snakes team away, but when you let them hang around and you won't, like you said, it was only a four, it was six to two. So, you know, it seemed like a lot because the whip snakes couldn't get anything going, but if you give them long enough to figure it out with only being down four goals, this is what happens. Cause they have killers like Zed Williams who can just take over. Yeah. The, you know, credit, credit, to, you know, yeah, I'm sure if Zed Williams didn't have six goals, I think it would be difficult to pick an MVP between Joe Nardella and even, I mean, I mean, even Blaze, you know, his three quarters of performance was unbelievable. Same with Kyle Burnlore. Um, but, you know, sneaky, uh, maybe Rambo uh, picked up his phone on the sideline, you know, in the middle of the game and heard everybody talking about him because he'd been kind of silent. But, you know, he ended ended up with four points, but, you know, credit to blaze, man. Like, uh, you know, he was just an absolute brick wall. And then, you know, I guess the, the levy broke towards the end, but, you know, uh, I'm just trying to think of, you know, general commentary I have about the game, you know, the, I mean, the face-offs were about even, you know, I thought that TK was going to have a very hard time with Nardella uh, and they kind of were even, you know, Nardella was like 70% going into 70% going in the half and then third quarter TK put a few on him. And then I think he ended up at 60% or something like that, but you know, props to Nardella for having a great year. Um, he followed me on Twitter and then unfollowed me for some reason. So I, I don't know, I don't know what what I did. I think uh, that I was, think that means he has a crush on you. I think I think it is. I, maybe I tweet about playing Warzone too much or something. I don't know. He's just trying to stay laser focused. I totally get that. Um, I mean, to, I, I have to. I, we we also have to. Uh, I have to appreciate um, Austin Stotts's uh, boldness of wearing the Reggie Miller choke shirt uh, to, uh, to, to the game off the bus. I have, to, I have to totally appreciate that. There's really nothing in the world like trying to call your shot before you even get on the field. I, re- I, like, I respect it. Even if it doesn't work, I totally respect it because it's just a, it's a, it's a ballsy move. So I need to know where he got that shirt, though. Austin Stott, he is just so fun to watch because – Everything he does is just so incredibly ugly. Like, but like what he does is like, like, like the, the finishes that he has and the technique with the stick, like everything is like next level with him, but it all just looks so fucking disgusting when he's playing. It's just, it's, it's bull in a China shop lacrosse. Um, again, like this chaos team, it would have been a lot like there are a lot of really fun players on this team to watch really fun players to root for um, would have been great to see Dane Smith, you know, get himself a championship there. But um, again, I mean, there's really nothing else to talk about this besides that Zed Williams just taking over, right? Like that, that right there, that's, there's nothing else that you can say won the game. Like, I don't, I don't really I mean, know. We have to- we like, have to talk about it too because he's too nice of a guy to talk about himself. 
So oh, yeah. we're actually doing him a really good favor because we're allowing him not to have to talk about it so we can talk about it. I guarantee you right now that Zed Williams is probably still – he's probably getting some practice shots in right now. Like he's probably just playing around out there. Like everyone's <laughs> celebrating in the locker room, and he's like, yeah, that, that, was, that was fun, guys. Like, uh, you know, I'm excited to do it again, but I'm going to go work now. Like just humble as could be and just – but again, a, a, just a silent assassin. You know, uh, overall, I have to say that, you know, I have to say that the, the series was really well done. It flew by, you know, I think the PLL did it, you know, as they do, they did a great job. They kept the players safe. Um, you know, they put on a very entertaining show. The cover, the sport, the coverage was great. You know, there weren't any really lapses in coverage. I think, you know, huge credit to Ryan and Paul Burmeister. Like those guys absolutely just killed it as they always do. I think Boyle, I think Ryan Boyle is a, is a, uh, is a, he's one for the ages, right? I, I could never get high. I could never get tired of hearing Boyle. Yeah. I, I would say that Ryan Boyle will be as synonymous with lacrosse commentating as like a, like a John Madden for football. Like, like I, I know that Quint has kind of been like, like the voice on the block for a while, but what Ryan Boyle is able to do with these broadcasts, um, it, like he he right now he is that guy for lacrosse. So I totally agree with you that the league put on an incredible uh, incredible entertainment for all of us. That like you know it kind of felt like we were getting a little little cheated because we were only going to get a two week season of lacrosse. And I know that all that's like outside of their hand. Like there's nothing you can do about it. It's a global pandemic. Beggars can't be choosers. Um, but it's still like you know when it was first announced, it's like yeah that's that's great that they're playing, but still like two weeks just doesn't really seem like enough. But what they were able to pack into these two weeks and the product that they gave us could not ask for anymore. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, the, I, I was just saying, I don't really have any gripes. You know, I, I don't, the only gripe I have is it could have been, you know, could it have been longer? Yes, of course. We could have done a, a crazy, you know, Battle Royale Robin you know, around Robin type deal, but I, I don't have any gripes, man. I, you know, we got to enjoy, you know, quality lacrosse and everybody stayed safe. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's what it's about. You know, I got to shout out all your, all the media guys, we know, like, you know, Sammy and Nick and, you know, all the analysts like Joe, um, you know, Joe Keegs, big friend of the pod, uh, recurring guest genius. Um, you know, speaking us of, all the speaking stats. of Joe Keegs, I need a I need a stat update from him. I think that this did we get a single high bouncer in this championship game? I don't. I don't think. I mean, you had. I mean, to score on Blaze, you had you had to either just totally fake him out or uh, or shoot a high bouncer because the fucking you know the whip snakes for the first three quarters were taking the absolute dumbest shots. You know, like the. Uh, you know, Blaze is playing out of his mind and he's the best player and, you know, best goalie in the world. I'm going to rip one high to high, you know, fading away from the goal. Like that's just not the shot. Right. You know, the high, the high bounce. I think if we need, if one of the, you know, big takeaways from the PL from, from the championship series, high bouncers will go. That's a, that's a, that's a big one, especially for all the two moms, you know, high bouncers will go. Um, what, what else do we have? You know, we have a, we have gripes with uh, Adidas socks. You know, their sock choice will never will, – I'll never agree. The fact that both teams were out there today in red socks is just 
that that's unforgivable. We're talking about not really having any gripes with this tournament. That that's my one gripe. We need to yeah, that, need, that would be my need one to move gripe. away from that. But other than that, just a unbelievable tournament. And it looked like for a while that it was going to kind of end on a little bit of a lackluster note. I, I know that the, all the defensive people out there, like, yeah, it was a huge defensive battle. And, you know, if, if, if you play defense, like that's the type of game that, you know, you should watch that film and break that film down as much as you possibly can, because, you know, what we saw out of, you know, guys like Jack Rowlett and Jared Newman, and then on the other end too, with, you know, Don and Earhart and all those guys, like they were, it, it was a defensive masterclass for a while there, but you know, it's, it's 1230 it's championship Sunday. Like we wanted, or at least I, I feel like I can speak for most people here between these two offenses. We wanted to see just, an absolute gong show on, on both ends of the, of the field. And it seemed like we were going out on a little lackluster note, but that fourth quarter to cap off the full product that we had for this, these two weeks um, really just could not ask for anything more. How did you, how did your bracket end up? Uh, absolute dog shit, I believe. Um, and that's pretty disrespectful to dog shit. So I think I might've like got, three or four games right what about you i i mean i was i picked the winner obviously and then i got three out of four of the oh three out of of four congratulations to jake for choosing the whip snakes as though yeah chalk jake yeah i know big fucking yeah big fucking you know uh gamble you know picking the whip snakes to win right but like i the pool play no i didn't i did not do well in the pool play yeah, just uh, the, it was like I, six out of fourteen. It was a scam. I I don't know. Uh, I'd I'd have to f- remember my login again to go check out the bracket. So I I don't really know who won the crease dive. Uh, the our you know our group bracket. Um, but just just Venmo request Jake and he'll give you uh your your winnings for winning the bracket. That's right. You will get exactly one dollar. I don't even, I think I looked earlier and I, it's like not even up. So like, like you go to look at the, like the leaderboards and it's just a blank page. So, you know, maybe they just forgot to finish developing the website. I'm not really certain, but. Or maybe, or maybe everyone was just like me, absolute dog shit at their bracket. And they were just like, eh, let's just try to scrub this from the internet. Everyone was terrible here. Um, Trying to think if if there's anything else to, well, I'll tell you what, we can look ahead to next season now. Um, you got to start to wonder, has Connor Fields played his final game in a chaos jersey? You know, Connor, it, it, okay, I, I'm putting on my 10 hat. Just give me a second. Let me just put on my 10 hat. I think he's hurt. I don't think he's playing. I, 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 there's no reason that you take a guy out and just bench him completely for I mean, he's got there's he's got guys on the field who he's played with. He's a proven player. I mean, for God's sake, he's like how he's like top three all time in points. They're number one, top three, second, yeah. two yeah. all time in points collegiately, something like that. You know, there's no reason you take somebody out of the game like that unless he stands up and says, "Hey guys, something's going on." uh i i'm not i'm i can't show up right now like you guys take it from here whether that be like a personal issue or or a physical issue 
Connor Fields has had physical issues before with the, with the whole knee thing. So who knows, right? But he was a non-factor uh, in, the, in those past, past few games. And he let, you know, fortunately, some of the other guys were able to shine, you know, like Austin Stotts and Curtis Dix and some of those other guys were able to shine like, like we, we wanted them to. But, you know, uh, going forward, I don't know. Maybe. See, I, I would have thought that, yeah, maybe he was hurt a little bit and they were just trying to keep that on the, on the down low as much as they could until like every time a chaos offensive player or Andy Towers was interviewed about the offense and they would always just make a point to say, oh yeah, we're playing unselfish offense right now. Oh yeah, like, you know, we're seeing what happens when we move the ball around. Like, it seems like they like made a point to like sneakily take a shot at, Connor being like, hey, like we move the ball now. We play unselfish now. Um, not saying that Connor Fields is selfish, but it's just like he's an incredible player who kind of needs the ball and a stick to do what he does, and what he does is unreal. Um, so it it does seem like they were kind of going out of their way to say like, hey, our offense, like this is what we want to do, and it wasn't happening with Connor on the field. But I don't. I I just think with with the short tournament and how everything was quickly thrown together for this summer. Um, you know, obviously you can't really take a lot of things that happened this summer and, and like translate it into an actual season just because it's so fucky with the way that it was set up. Um, but it, it's definitely, that definitely seems like there, at least the, the door is open. If someone wanted to come in and be like, Hey, what it would take to get Connor Fields from you? Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that makes sense. Um, you know, there's, I don't know. I just, I, you, you know, you wanted Connor Fields to play, you know, it's like, you know, as a, as a box player coming onto the field and, you know, constantly having the ball on the stick and, you know, into the, into the field game where the ball moves a little bit more fluidly and you're not in such tight quarters. I suppose there's a, there's a, you know, there's, there's a real balance to, of the two, right? And uh, I think that the chaos have a lot of guys who are able to balance the two, like Josh Byrne. You know, you you hardly would know that you know the way that Josh Byrne moves that he's you know a, a, a great player, right? You like, oh, that's a field guy. Some guys you can tell, like most, you know, Stott, Austin. That's an, that's an indoor player, right? But you know, looking forward with everybody. Um, you have to wonder if some of these teams are going to keep their their stylistic choices, right? You know, maybe the chaos add more field players instead of a lot of indoor players, or maybe you know that's their thing. They decided that's their thing to 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 do or to stray away from. Um, but you know, with the rate that we're going in the fall, you know, a bunch of fall sports being canceled. Who knows if we even have a spring lacrosse season? So who knows if we have a, have an entry draft, you know, a college draft next year? So we could see a lot of these ta- a lot of these teams exactly the same or with some migrate migratory you know you get the migratory uh you know other league guys coming over the mll mll guys coming over maybe some nll guys like hey let me get in on that action right you know uh like a like a shane jackson who scores like 10 10 fucking points a game in every nll game just sticking him on the crease or something like that you know just just you know there's there's a lot of options right i i just I don't know. Right now, you you just shot a dagger through my heart. I know the just, look just, on your face was just e- so sad e- when you're even, like, oh. even just mentioning, oh, there might not be a college lacrosse <laughs> season. I just now, 
I, I was having such a good time after that game, and now I just want to curl up and cry. Um, real quick, <laughs> hey, any, any of you uh, fucking idiots working in the NCAA, uh, why don't you listen up real quick, all right? Pull out your pen, pull out your, your pad of paper, take some fucking notes, okay? College across. You know what? I'll even make a concession here. All right. So we can do college lacrosse and college football in the spring. It's just one of them has to be on Saturdays. One of them has to be on Sundays. Now, listen, I get it. College football is bigger than college lacrosse. So if they want Saturdays, then fine. Right. You, you can have all the games on Saturdays. They'll probably make more money on the broadcast that way. But then we can do college lacrosse on Sundays or the other way around, whichever one you want to do. But it can work. All right. So don't like NCAA. Listen up. Do not take away college across just because you're trying to put football in the spring. All right. Saturdays and Sundays, we can flip flop who gets what, um, but we can make it happen. And then we can get Jake to sound like a, a, a jackass for even the mere mentioning of college across potentially not happening in 2021. Um, and the chaos, I would say should probably keep their, their stylistic structure and go with uh Big Daddy Tahoga in the draft next year. Yeah, that'd be huge. That'd be that'd be huge. Um, yeah, sorry, if, <laughs> I, I didn't mean, don't mean to, don't mean to mean to mean to be a bummer. Um, but you know, we have to think about it that sort of thing. You know, it's going to be a huge. I mean, honestly, it would benefit us if if you know, the NCAA did did kind of change up who you know what who plays on what day. Although you know, we could kind of watch you know keep college football screen on one screen and then you know lacrosse on the other and just kind of like record like an all-day podcast where we just kind of like hey did you see that and be like yeah i saw that and be like cool and just kind of just keep keep the lines open the entire time and just post like an eight hour you know recording of commentary that'd be just fine we could do that yeah so make sure you guys uh download and subscribe the i saw that podcast uh coming to the itunes store and spotify in spring of 21 we just had we're, we're uh you know a printing press of ideas here I, I believe that that's called like uh pivoting verticals or something like that i don't know i i don't, I don't understand business jargon but that seemed like something that we're, we're, we're gonna pivot verticals here we're gonna start a new vertical um i saw that podcast it won't interfere with the crease dive but uh but may, maybe we'll put a pin in that and we'll circle back Okay, that sounds that sounds good. We'll have to consult Mike Rabel on some of the the, the business objectives we're trying to crush. Uh, but yeah, moral of the story: unbelievable finish to an unbelievable PLL tournament. Zed Williams, an absolute sick bastard. Six goals on the day, five in the fourth quarter. As clutch of a performance as they come, and the Whip Snakes are still the only team to ever win a PLL championship. So. Uh, real quick, just want to thank everybody for for tuning in these past couple weeks. Um, you know, I, I know that we've we've all missed lacrosse up until this point, so it was great to get this back in our lives. Um, you know, Jake running the Crease Dive Twitter account for for the entire tournament, uh, the live you know the live tweets going there. It really means a lot that you guys were, you know, all all the interactions throughout the tournament. Um, just felt great to get some sort of normalcy back in our lives just spewing some random nonsense on the internet um and and you guys you guys are a huge part of that so just you know a little sentimental here but thank you you know i the listeners you guys are jackasses sometimes but we love you yeah no i totally the, the listeners are complete jackasses sometimes but you know we can't help we can't help but love them uh you know thank you guys for 
bullying me into staying up as late as I possibly could, but still just bitching out, you know, that's perfectly fine with me. Um, you guys are terrible influences, but that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. But you know, uh, you got, I mean, I think that lacrosse Twitter kind of, um, kind of came alive a little bit more and it continues to every year as these things get, you know, uh, bigger and bigger and more people are attracted to the game. And I think that's really, really important. Um, what more can you ask for, right? You know, a bunch of people posting stuff on the internet and interacting with each other. And for the most part, there's a lot of good stuff. You know, there's a lot of, a lot of awesome people making good conversations. And there's people who just are so annoying that you just, you can't fathom seeing their little avatar come across the screen anymore. So, you know, we're not going to say any names, but um, Nick Asello, if you're listening to this, it's, it's mostly just Nick Asello. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, he's, he, he has no business being our punching bag, but, um, you know, I'm sure that he would gladly, uh, stuff my head, stuff me into a locker at some point. Um, I'll tell you what, he, you he's, know, he's at- turned the corner a little bit. He's becoming more positive right now. So if, if, Nick, if Nick Asello can change and we can change, then everybody can change. Rocky so said that. That's so true. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Rocky is so true. I I I don't want to uh, don't want to take that away from him. But um, I mean, yeah, fun season. Um, looking forward to. I mean, when's the it, when's the next time that we might see lacrosse? Uh, I haven't heard anything February? about February. Well, there there should be some sort of NLL season going on potentially. Okay. Um, I don't know if they haven't come up with anything yet, so I don't know. I don't I don't really want to think about it right now because it's just going to make me sad. That is that would it would make us all sad. And I, again, I don't mean to be such a bummer. I'm just a realist, and you and you know that. That's why I'm on here is because I am a realist. Yeah, just. Fuck this virus, man. Um, all right. Well, either way, we know that the structure's there in Utah. So if we ever get bored, I think that we all need to uh, make a commitment to ourselves and everybody else that if if we go without lacrosse for way too long, maybe everyone just buys a flight. We all fly out to Utah. The structure's there. The bubble's there. And we all just get like a, like a Field of Dreams game in. All right. So... You know, we'll we'll put a, you know, a cap limit on. So, you know, if let's say we have to go five more months without lacrosse, we'll all fly out to Utah and we'll all play a game because, because we'll need it at that point. Um, But yeah. So again, just thanks to everyone. Congratulations to the whip snakes. Uh, We'll, we'll try to get a couple more episodes in. Uh, throughout the next week or so, maybe try to grab some of the guys who were playing in the tournament just to see how that experience in the bubble was. Um, and then after that, you know, we'll, we'll see where it goes with the lacrosse news and how, how much we hop on the mics, but we really do appreciate everyone listening. Uh, we can't wait to get it going again for next season, but until then we are going to be keeping it low to high to the day we die. We out. Ladies and gentlemen, When I'm 
shooting for my goal, ain't no stepping in the crease. I'm guessing nobody told you I'm a legend in these streets. Won't stand for no disrespect and body check them on me. Oh, yeah. My midi take they face off my city, never sleeps. Cross sticks on my uni, looking pretty with my cleats. Clash of the Titans, y'all just fighting to compete. With that hand that rocks the cradle like Paul Rabel a beast. I'm a gladiator, no denying I'm elite. Don't mean to step on your toes, but I ain't trying to see defeat. If it's a cold world, I'ma keep applying the heat. With the sickle of 42, 45, my bleed. I carry your big stick. I'm picking my shot, you think I'm tacky. I'm thinking, shit, I stick them or not? Call a tech, the ref tripping. It's fitting to be hot. I'm a menace, too many minutes in the penalty box. We have to feel like, okay, like, all night, like. 